Danish and confused. I was thinking if I should have water. No, it's fine. Too late, you will yeah. dehydrate. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine for you. Anything. <laughs> Hello and uh, welcome to Danish and Confused. I've lost track of which episode this is, but you are uh, the first time that I've had two guests of the same country. Wow. Wow. So I can actually fact check. If you guys are saying the right thing. He's going to lie all the time. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do my best. Did you guys know each other before you came to Denmark, RMC? Uh, More or less, no. But yes, we went into the same school. But we didn't really talk ever in life before that. (laughs) No. No, we say I. Yeah, we said hi. It's like... That's cute. I don't know. We were from different years. Some of my very good friends were Mm. in the same year as him. Maybe I should introduce you guys first. So <laughs> on my right is Susanna from Portugal. And on my left is Danny or Danielle. How, how do you say it in Portuguese? I think uh, my street name is Danny. Danny. Okay. Yes. Street name. <laughs> street name. <laughs> oh my God. So gangster. Yeah. Um, and your last name is Susa. Souza. Souza. Yep. And uh, your Nuna. Nunish. Nun- Nunish. Sorry, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> um, so you actually came from the same city as well, or no? Well, we studied in the same city before coming, but we're not from the same city originally. We're from the same part of the country as well. but w- not. Which is where? The beautiful north. The north of Portugal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it colder than the south? Yes. Okay. I think so. A lot colder? Yes. Sadly. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. I'm thinking like because uh, we are actually from the same city no. or not? <laughs> we are not. No. Fact checking here. Yeah, this yeah. is a lie. I, I told you before, it's going to yeah. lie all the time because uh-huh. you, it just assumes these things that are lies. <laughs> no, because uh, we are from, you are not from Porto. No. Okay. Are you from Porto? I'm, I'm, I'm not from the city of Porto, like the big Porto, but mm-hmm. I'm from the suburbs. Okay. But this, it still belongs to Porto. It's mm-hmm. another city. Uh, and you are from another place. No, I'm not from Porto either. Like the, if I would relate to another city, it would be Braga because I'm from uh, uh. another. We call it district, but it's not district. Mm-hmm. It's like this uh, region. Or region, okay. yeah. It's in the north, mm-hmm. but a northern uh, thing. I uh, yeah, I'm finding out that I actually don't know that much about Portugal at all. Well, um, I me too. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great know. country. I can uh, uh, assure you that it's okay. great. More sunshine than mm. Great food, great people. Mm. All things you want in life. <laughs> so I should basically move there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in summer, it's coming. Are you guys going back for the sun- summer? I am. I booked tickets. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going uh, for a month. Then yes. I'm coming back. Cool. But I have to. You have to. Why? Yeah, summer in Portugal is uh, quite cool, I must say. <laughs> cool or cold? Cool. Oh, cool, okay. Yeah, it's the summer nights are really good. And that's actually something I miss here. It's like, even when it's warm, there is no such a thing as summer nights because it gets uh, uh, 
the sun comes uh, really earlier during the night. So we have like three hours of four hours mm. in the, in July, I would say. Yeah, because it gets darker at 10 mm-hmm. and then the sun comes out at from 3 a.m., mm. 3.30. Wait, in Portugal or no, in no, no, here, here yeah. in Denmark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think this is sort of, it's more or less, maybe it's like, uh, yeah, 10, 4, 5. I'm not sure, actually. Okay. But it's very, it, it feels like it is very long. So it feels like it's just day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't uh, experienced the full summer here, so. But it's it's quite nice, actually. That's good. <laughs> if it's better than winter, then I'm, I'm satisfied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's oh definitely God. better than winter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you guys survive the winter here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was talking to a friend a, a few days ago and saying that it's snowing here because it's been snowing this this week. It's it snowed three times. It hazeled or mm-hmm. whatever thing. Uh, and I was telling this to a Portuguese friend and he was like, yeah, I really understand. Like in, in the winter, even in Portugal, it's so cold and so dark that I get so sad. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, how can I survive? And I just said like, well, it's fine. The winter was fine, but it's April. <laughs> yeah. It's not the winter anymore. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> it's officially spring now. Yeah. Come on. Why mm. is it snowing? <laughs> but yeah, so I survived the winter, but mm-hmm. spring is actually being like, uh, when it's, do you just end? Yeah, it's too much. And I'm a newbie. I, yeah, you guys have been here two years now. Mm. This is the second spring for you. But I feel like it's been worse <laughs> this year. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's been definitely. But the winter uh, was worse last time, last year. Okay. Because it's just rained all the time. Was that before the whole Corona? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's great. So you get a shitty winter, and then comes <laughs> Corona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Hmm. What drove you to Denmark RMC? RMC is the school, by the way, for people who <laughs> don't know what the hell I'm talking about. It's a pretty about. cool school. It's a cool school. You do music. Because you're cool. <laughs> yeah, so yeah for you. me it was... Uh, well, I just want to live in a new place, mm-hmm. uh, in a new country. And I also want to experience music in a different way mm. than what I was doing before. So after talking with some people, Portuguese musicians that actually attended the RMC, I figured out I should give it a try. I had nothing to lose. And then it, eventually it happened, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess uh, it was, everything was pretty quick. Really? Uh, like also the administration stuff with the CPR Yeah, because... Uh, I don't know how is it supposed to happen with uh, most applicants, but for me it was like, okay, we were in January, I was in January, I was thinking, okay, I should apply for masters, mm-hmm. I was looking for schools, then I and I then I applied here, a month after I'm coming here to audition, mm-hmm. and uh, two months after I get a yes what? from the school, so then I have to prepare everything to move, so it was pretty quick, I would say. I don't know how it was for you, Susanna. Yeah, it was sort of the same. Yeah, it was very overwhelming for me in a way. Because <laughs> it was very fast. Basically, I was doing another master's at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was studying at Fine Arts in Lisbon. And I thought, maybe I should apply. I <laughs> Well, and I think that I have, uh, in the last year, it was like the time to write my thesis for the other master's. And I oh, thought, yeah. maybe I should apply to another master's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I've been... Yeah, I've been doing 
a degree like in, in jazz music. Then I did like sound art and stuff and media studies. And I was in, in every single study I was, I felt like I was missing something because mm. while I was in the the jazz school, I was thinking like, oh, I miss doing visual stuff. When mm -hmm. I went to the sound art, I was like, oh, I miss singing. Then I went to the mixed media. I was like, oh, I miss doing whatever thing. I was like, ah. <laughs> oh. I'm longing for this. Uh, <laughs> and I thought that here I would be able to do everything. And so I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not like I was able to do everything, but I just thought that if I would do a master's in a music education, it would be here mm -hmm. because this school is just very special. Wait, are you doing m master's in music education? No, in a, in a music, like in general. Oh, yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah. If I would do a master's education Susanna in music. Susanna, the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also a teacher. Like, I feel like I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm doing a master's in music performance. So I applied while doing the other master's. And then, like, I applied in the l last day. And then I was invited to come and audition. Then I booked the tickets to come one week before. And I thought, no, oh, I'm not. I almost lost the flight. Mm -hmm. Everything was very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I almost lost the flight. Then I auditioned. Then I, like got a yes and mm. i decided in the day before that I, like i we had this period to say yes or no and i decided in the last day that i would say yes and then i was just like oh my god <laughs> my life <laughs> i'm yeah. going to move to denmark what the hell am i doing with my life <laughs> and what did your friends and your family think uh yeah basically i didn't tell my family that i applied oh <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Yeah, so my mother was a bit shocked. <laughs> and some of my friends knew because I didn't tell that many people because I thought like this is not going to happen. I'm yeah. just going to apply now. And maybe in a, in a year it happens and mm -hmm. I just go. So I didn't count on it happening. <laughs> so I didn't prepare people. And then everyone was a bit shocked and I was a bit shocked myself. Uh, yeah, but then it happened. And I, and I told everyone like it's a master's going to be like two years and then mm -hmm. I come back. For sure, I'm not saying Copenhagen. And here I am. <laughs> and I don't think I'm going back. <laughs> ah. Wait, yeah. you've been here now for... This is your second year. This is my second year, yeah. You're planning on staying longer. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to the winters in particular? Mm, no. Mm. But I look forward to the time when I can go back to Portugal in the winter for a bit. Oh, yeah. Recharge. And, and this year's wasn't so possible to... Travel. Yep. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Danish and confused. What's the cultural scene, the, the art scene like over there? I feel like we are going to be having very different opinions. <laughs> okay, but that's great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I even though we went to the same uh, school and we kind of rumbled around the same scene for... At least a little bit. I feel like we come from different places. Yeah. No? Yeah. So I guess mm. you know um, a different side of the country that I know. Or I, I know it's it's strange because I I started. I feel like I came to Denmark and because of this school or because of the place, I start to find more about the Portuguese scene here than when I was actually living there. Mm -hmm. That's a kind of uh, You don't funny. know what you got until it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 so for me, the what's happening in Portugal, uh, I would say there is like a, a very uh, mainstream line mm -hmm. and an underground line. And I think like there is a lot uh, of tradition for uh, instrumentistic 
education mm -hmm. and uh, and I think that kind of translates into having a strong uh, classical or uh, uh, yeah mm -hmm. traditional classic music and uh, jazz uh, as in this kind of mainstream uh, line and then the in the underground uh, line there is like lots of stuff happening like really well in many uh, genres then yeah in many genres and also like people that come from this uh, classical tradition but then they feel like they want to do something else they mm -hmm. want to explore a more hybrid thing and then uh, i guess it's all about also the venues there are more venues maybe to perform a jazz concert than to perform like a noise uh, visual mm. experience i would say I think that's also because I'm I'm talking maybe a lot more about Porto than yeah, yeah. Lisbon in this sense. Yeah, it's, yeah. I I lived in Lisbon for the last seven years because before I came here, mm -hmm. so I actually don't really know the scene in Porto anymore. And even if it's closer to my to where I'm from, um, I feel like I know the scene better in Lisbon. And there's very exciting things going on. Also in Porto, I now get to know a bit more. Also from mm -hmm. here, yeah. But there's a lot of uh, experimentation going on. And very cool events. I mean, of course, not now, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but there's a lot of tiny labels, like independent labels that also organize uh, festivals and events and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, and th there's a very strong electronic scene, actually. Oh, really? That is very... It's a bit off-radar in Portugal, I feel. But I feel like, in a way, the things that work... The things that are better known in Portugal are the things that went outside and came back, which is weird. <laughs> it's like we no, don't really... I think that's part of the culture, yeah. in a way. It's like what's from the... Um, what's international is good uh, automatically. Oh, you guys are too humble. <laughs> you don't believe in yourself. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's it. I mean, I know that some... Maybe some years ago, it was like a, you had to go abroad to kind of be recognized hmm. or it was like an easy way to get to that actually i feel like in the last years mm -hmm. there's way more support for music made in portugal mm -hmm. and people also look more for music in portuguese made in portugal and stuff and i find that very beautiful very cool speaking of uh, portuguese music i think it's it's it would be fun to hear a portuguese song or composition or anything that you brought who wants to go first I mean, uh, Susanna seemed quite ready for this, <laughs> no? I it's, don't know if I'm ready. It's obvious who came prepared. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I'll leave the floor to Susanna. Well, I can to start. Choose, yeah. <laughs> I, chose the, I chose a song by one of my favorite composers, musicians, artists, mm -hmm. who died recently, not recently, but like last year. Oh. Uh, I think he is. He uh, was older. This this song is very orchestrated, and it's a very beautiful. He has amazing lyrics and amazing songs, and mm -hmm. he was also how do you say it? It, it was like an artist that was arrested by the dictatorship oh. at the time. Yeah, it was like writing also music sort of against the system. So he is is very important in this uh, in this kind of way, mm -hmm. and in many other ways is. It's very inspiring. And this song is called Nem Deus, Nem Senhor, which means no God, no Lord, something like that. And it's <laughs> very, very beautiful. One of the lines says, um, you can only be saved by love. Oh. 
It's very beautiful. Are the Portugal people equally as romantic as like people from Brazil, musicians from Brazil? Or is it dramatic? Mm. I don't know. That's yeah, I, I would say so, but we are just dramatic. Okay. We're always dramatic. And it's always like crying. Everything is tragic. <laughs> everything is tragic. Yeah, yeah everything yeah, yeah, yeah. is melancholic and tragic. And everyone is just like, with this tiny tear in the corner of your <laughs> eyes, it's like, oh my God, life is so sad. <laughs> and Brazil is like, life is sad, but, but let's, let's samba. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it's not only like this. I yeah, like yeah. How, how did you how you kind of build up all yeah. this uh, suspense and then you don't say the name. Yes, what the hell is ah, the name? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's called José Mario Branco. I don't know who that is, but let's listen to it.
a luz é tão cega que nunca se entrega só se deixa ver numa razão de ser sem sequer entender os olhos que a vão saber Que fica é uma coisa antiga que a gente tem para dar e só pode encontrar quando morrer a procurar. Okay, now we are back. Now we are back. Yeah, that was um, extremely romantic and uh, beautiful <laughs> and dramatic. And dramatic. The intro was <laughs> it killed me. Oh my god! Um, glorious. Is this what you would call like a typical Portuguese? Um, I don't want to say mainstream, but like what people recognize mm. as Portuguese music. I don't even know how to answer that actually, because <laughs> I wouldn't say people would say this is mainstream. I don't know. This this guy and two others 
are maybe not only two, but there's like this um, singer-songwriters that were very strong at this movement, like mm-hmm. during the dictatorship and also after, and they are very important. Um, and people also recognized them for that. Uh, so mm-hmm. they would be seen as very important singer-songwriters. But I don't know, people also associate Portugal with Faro a lot. Yeah, of course. Drama. Which is also drama <laughs> and also <laughs> drama, crying. <laughs> There's a lot of sadness mm-hmm. going on. Over yeah, there. I would say it's definitely like uh, in this is uh, iconic, I would say. Yeah, yeah. But it's more like about history. In some way, like th- this kind of activist mus- mm-hmm. music, music that becomes, become, became as a symbol, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this mm-hmm. dictatorship that you were talking about, what? I don't politics. I don't know anything. Mm. Which uh, which one was it? And what's the it's time coming? Period? It's ca- it's actually it's com- not. Don't say that. Oh great! It's not coming back. No 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 <laughs> no. no 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying ah, that uh, what's coming is oh, okay. Ah. No, I know what's coming. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but but in the twenty fifth of April, it's the day that we celebrate the Carnation Revolution, which is the end of the dictatorship in seventy four. Yeah, and it was very. It's a very <laughs> I think it's like one of the most beautiful uh, revolutions that has ever happened in yeah. the world because okay. uh, it was like uh, well, maybe that's a big statement, but still yeah, I, I, mean, I understand. You guys are I mean, for a revolution, there was no there was no blood spell spilled. Mm-hmm. It was like a Pacific revolution triggered by a song. Really, what? one song? Hmm. Yeah, one song Ooh, that was song? played in the radio is um, "Grandula Vila Morena." No, it's not true. No, <laughs> fact check. No, that's the song that we sing in the ah, revolution. But actually, yeah, the song wrong. that triggered uh, the revolution was "It Pois do Deus." This was okay. the one that uh, okay, okay. played in the radio to let the mm-hmm. militaries know that it was time. Okay. And that's like it's very powerful. And okay. uh, and the name of the song means "After the Goodbye." Again, something very <laughs> <melancholic>. <laughs> So when you yeah. say like to let the military know it's time, like for them to start a civil war, what was going on? No, there was not a civil war. Uh, they just, just went into the street and uh, protested. Everyone, everyone kind of protested the dictatorship. N- no, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a history lesson or test. Yeah, yeah, for me it is. <laughs> for me too, and I feel like I uh, should. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's just like basically the dictator or the person in power was off power by then. Mm-hmm. There was someone else from MFP. Am I? Maybe I'm lying. Oh my god! I feel so <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, but they just uh, overruled them, and the, mm-hmm. but there there was not a war. And then mi- the the militaries came to the street to tell pe- to let people know that they were of power and that they were free and there was this person wow. that started putting carnations on their uh, weapons and that's what the carnations carnation are flowers uh, uh, that was in 74 yes 25th of april now it's just like a national celebration yeah, it's like freedom day kind of yeah. Freedom. Wow. Yeah, yeah because yeah you guys gonna do anything special hopefully celebrated portuguese people <laughs> <laughs> sing songs last year we did it yeah yeah and last year it was very like uh, people in Portugal with mm-hmm. the lockdown. Um, normally there's a big uh, manifestation. What is this? Protest. Uh, no, it's not a protest. Uh, demonstration. Demonstration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's, <a> <laughs> <laughs> there's a very big uh, 
march through the city, the the mm-hmm. one specific street of Lisbon called the Freedom Avenue, actually. Hey, that can't be coincidence. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and people just go uh, down, and, yeah. and many different people from very different contexts that would even be opposed, but are together in that. So it's very, very strong. Wow. And at that time, since we were in lockdown, people just sang this song, not the one that told the Middle Terrace, blah, 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 but another one that is very, the most mm. well-known for this re- revolution. Everyone sang it from the windows and from the balconies at oh, 3 p.m. or whatever. Beautiful. Yeah. And we also sang it from here. Ah, oh, that's what I heard. Directly <laughs> yeah. live streamed from Copenhagen yeah. to the world. <laughs> yes. No, but it was very special. Danish and confused. This one uh, is from a band called Foz Foz Bandido. Uh, it's also one of my choices. <laughs> no way. <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> oh, you guys are so alike. <laughs> so. <laughs> I try my best. Yeah, yeah. Susanna yeah. denies it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I must confess that usually I'm very uh, triggered by the sound and not so much about the background to it. So this uh, band, uh, the leader is actually a very kind of iconic uh, musician from Porto, a rock musician mostly, but he's like in this project is uh, doing a lot of experimental uh, music. And it seems like almost as like a, a playground and he's bringing his toys and just trying out sounds. And the album is really, uh, like I think he has maybe 30 tracks. Some of them are songs, some of them are just like samples of him doing stuff. Yeah. Um, his name is Manuel Cruz. And so this song is called uh, No One Is Who He Wants To Be. But then in Portuguese? In Portuguese <laughs> is Ninguém É Quem Queria Ser. What? Ninguém É Quem Queria Ser. It's also a very sad song. Oh. It's also a bad song. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I was, I was, I was it's thinking. It's a very sad song. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to keep the vibe, you know. Yeah. It's 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 it's, it's, it's different from this one. It's a little bit more melancholic, I would say. <laughs> even, even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but um, I think it's it's a really nice song. I feel like this is a a test. Like we'll be the first one to cry. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Sustenta a química do 
encontrar o sentido Mesmo sendo desolvido em ti vestido Não tens de olhar sem gosto Nem de gostar sem ver Ninguém é quem queria ser You are still Portuguese. You cannot change that. I I, I didn't want to change that. Maybe Brazilian, but I, uh, <laughs> it's fine. I feel like you know that I'm actually half Brazilian. What you are? That comes as a shock. <laughs> yes, that's very shocking. <laughs> you, that's because you never see me dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did. It doesn't show. <laughs> okay, okay, but I am half Brazilian, actually. Okay. What what half? The father half, but uh, is like is lost, is lost ah. somewhere in the far off generations. Yeah. What is the relationship between Portugal and Brazil? Is I it like it. a mother daughter or no. father son? You mean the current? Uh, yeah, it's tense actually because it's oh. or at least at least to me to be tense. It's mother daughter is difficult because when you think of like colonial aspects, mm. it's like mm, yeah, yeah, it's not so. Lovely, no, at all. Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of shit went mm. on, and it's very traumatic. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, it's also the kind of stuff that you don't actually hear about or learn in his in the yeah, in high no. school no. or anything. No, even like in Portugal, you also don't hear that because uh, what what you learn in high schools, or at least when I went to high school. I ho I really hope that now you hear a different story, <laughs> but uh, you you hear that we were the good colonizers, and it's oh. just like, uh, what do you mean? It's just like we did everything what the other places did, like everyone. Mm. Oh my god, this is turning like uh, it's not a light-hearted <laughs> podcast at all. <laughs> I'm just talking about <laughs> colonialism, dictatorship. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think I think the story is that uh, we are like the brave uh, navigators. Yeah, the, but that's the, bullshit. Yeah, that that but that of course, but that's how we are pitched. <laughs> really? Yes, that yeah. we are adventure adventurous uh, pe people, and that okay. we and you set out to conquer. South yeah, America. and we fought the seas and the storms, and yeah. we managed yeah. to discover a new world, which yeah. is and kill a lot of people. Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> but Brazil is a, an amazing culture and super rich, very beautiful country. Um, yeah, you're you're from Portugal. I'm from Bordeaux. Coming from Belgium, that's where all my friends just went to vacation. Porto. Like Porto. Is a lot of tourists there. It's becoming more and more. Mm. I also, I mean, because I lived in Lisbon, so I kind of can compare. Yeah. Lisbon, I, th I would say it's right now, it's a touristic center in Europe. And Porto is slowly changing into that. Mm. Oh. There is a lot of investment in the restaurant uh, industry mm. and the hostels industry to kind of create space for the huge amount of tourists there. But it's still like, it still has like a um, flavor to it that is very special or that's how I like to look that's at it. That's a nice way to, to say um, it. That I couldn't find in Lisbon. I, I, I don't know. We have we had different expe experiences, Susanna, Okay. <laughs> I didn't say okay, anything. Okay. Just okay. Chill out. I, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> How did you experience Porto then? 
Uh, no, I, I I really like Porto, but mm. it's it's more on E hating Lisbon and me loving Lisbon. <laughs> no, um, no. Okay. Yes, also because I we had this conversation. <laughs> uh oh. But no, it's I'm just because uh, yeah, <laughs> old war. Uh, <laughs> it, it's because to me Lisbon is a very it's a very beautiful city with a lot of things going on and. Maybe I was also just lucky with the people around me and mm. the places that I've encountered and all that. And I really explored the city. I knew it. I could. I would never get lost. It's just a very beautiful city with a lot of things that ha- mm. also has a lot of uh, special flavors. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's a beautiful city, definitely. Danish and confused. How has your transition been coming from such a, I want to say, warm country to a Nordic Nordic country? Cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm. I was when I came here. I was super hyped. You arrived in the summer. Or? Yeah, mid August, and I was super hyped to make everything happen. The only big problem was that I I was underestimating what could happen. Maybe a little that bit. Dramatic. <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> no, but I was. I mean, because I had to to do a lot of things to kind of have a stable life mm-hmm. in Copenhagen. As soon as I could, I was just moving a lot yeah. uh, back then. But what do you mean with finding a stable life, like getting your <clears throat> CPR number and Yeah, all this bureaucratic uh, work and uh, uh, it, it is a lot. I just wanted to make it as soon as fast as possible. So I was like moving a lot. You knew everything. I never knew, like all this shit, all this bureaucratic shit. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my God, I have to Where fill in this document. What is life? What should I do? <laughs> and then I was just like, uh, hey, Danny, what should I do? <laughs> and it's like, you go to this place, do this thing, you go and you talk to the world. And it's like, oh my God, <laughs> what is this? Like, what is life? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was always like, uh, and he just knew everything. Everything about papers, bureaucracy, he was on top of the game, even before wow. coming here. Just like, you need this contract and this thing and that. And it's just like, yeah. oh my God. Wow. No, because I was like kind of in a, um, how do you say it? Like I, have the, I had a deadline, basically, mm-hmm. to survive in Copenhagen. <laughs> I had like two months to settle up. And then if I, if I couldn't manage, I had to leave. To leave? Yeah, because economically oh. I couldn't keep this uh, lifestyle. Yeah, that had to happen. And it happened. I was wow. pretty lucky. Also. <laughs> wow. But it also shows a pretty strong personality. <laughs> 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 so for you, um, things went a little less smooth? Yeah, smoothly, I was very smoothly. like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I, f- I feel like I was also very lucky in many ways, in many senses. Mm-hmm. It was a bit of a culture shock. Um, yeah, in, in the beginning, I thought that things were really different. But then I just realized that things are just have a different pace <laughs> in in many ways because like everything's on time and in the beginning like I'm always late right it's like <laughs> I blame it on my nationality but it's my problem it's not uh, my nationality but I'm always late and then in the beginning I was just like everything is on time all the transportations are on time this never happens in Portugal you cannot blame the metro for being yeah. late it's just you are late yeah. you're out. <laughs> Of this, it's it's just like a very well-oiled machine, and in the beginning, mm. I felt like I was a bit off tracks of this machine. I was just like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" The bus just left in my face, and just like it's because I'm late. But now I'm even more late, and then ten minutes in Denmark is like an offense. And I came here, and I was 
sometimes one hour late in Portugal. <laughs> because, I mean, time just works in different ways. <laughs> Oh, um, so you really had to step up your game. When yeah, you came so I, <laughs> I had to step up my game, and mm-hmm. now maybe I'm five minutes late. <laughs> well, that's an improvement. It's, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I like the metaphor that you used for Denmark being like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, because everything kind of goes smoothly, and it does have a machiney kind of vibe. <clears throat> for me personally, I sometimes have a little difficulty with it, trying to fit in, or maybe it's just because I'm in the middle of a pandemic, came to mm. a new country. But I don't know. I f- I feel like. Maybe I don't, and that's more than fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel very privileged for being here, first mm-hmm. of all, because precisely because of that, because everything works. I'm, yeah. This is not my reality. <laughs> and it's also like everything works. You have all the possibilities in your hand. You can do whatever. You are supported by doing, like to do whatever you want. And in yeah. my reality, you need to make things happen. Uh, mm-hmm. because there's no money <laughs> and there's no nothing and one of my favorite sayings <laughs> I love Portuguese things but one mm-hmm. of my favorite says the one who has friends has everything and this is sort of how life works in Portugal mm-hmm. you don't have like you want to do something and then you need I don't know I, it happened to me so many times that I wanted to film something I don't own a camera I don't have lights I don't have anything but like I know someone that has a camera and that has mm. a light or someone, someone has a thing and everything comes together because people are just like, sure, I'll help you out. It's fine. Uh, we can just like make things happen because people make things happen. And there's not even the need for that here because you can just make everything happen with money and with like resources. And Yeah, Denmark has a lot of resources. Yeah. Especially also for the arts yeah. and for culture. But I feel like with that, this thing of... The one who has friends mm-hmm. has everything. It's sort of lost in a way. Because social dynamics are pretty weird. Now, it's something mm-hmm. pretty weird, but they are also at a different pace. I mean, there's possibilities of money being involved, and mm-hmm. that's nice because you can also support your friends. But, yeah. but uh, what I mean is more that uh, having this trust of whatever, I, I will help you out, mm-hmm. takes more time here. Because just building relationships here in general takes more time. And it's fine, it's just another way, but it's not the way I'm used to. It's also a very beautiful way because people then are really, they really feel like they are close to you mm-hmm. and that you're really good friends. What about for you, Danny? <clears throat> it's been a, a learning experience. I think that's my, that's where I stand because uh, I, I, don't, I don't want to, this might sound wrong, but maybe I was, my communication uh, skills were too violent for violent. this to this uh, yeah yeah, I, yeah the way i kind of spoke about things or it could be music it'd be just like let's go there mm-hmm. or something and the way also i my expression when saying them was i think it was too too overwhelming for many people here because they i feel like there is this kind of chilled uh, vibe about talking with uh, each other and i was i was not that person so uh, you're not chill <laughs> back then i was not maybe now uh, i'm a little bit better uh, but yeah it was kind of sometimes i would get some friction with some people and then we would uh, i mean it still happens okay but with susanna it happens but it's just another story okay 
but then we would figure it out the next the day after and I would learn from that so that's uh -huh. why I say it's been a learning experience regarding social interactions uh, and then for the resources I think it's amazing I think it's, yeah. it's like a paradise I, I couldn't yeah. even get a microphone back in Portugal like from the school really? I need to fill yeah, yeah. these forms and wait for someone to accept it and maybe they I have no like mm -hmm. I don't have a strong reason to have it and here is like yeah it's just a paradise I feel uh, this is more like my question for me not for the yeah, podcast yeah. but like uh, grants stuff have you guys exploited the grand mm -hmm. the grand grand paradise again it, it's like only the grants um, scene is also a paradise <laughs> you know yeah. put your towel put your sunglasses <laughs> lay down just wait Oh, cool segue. With that money, <laughs> cool music is made. So <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you guys have some uh, nice Damn. music from Denmark or Scandinavia? I will go with Suskumber. I don't know how to say her name. <laughs> but she's uh, an electronic musician, composer for different things like mm -hmm. uh, video games and also dance wow. pieces and stuff and she was my teacher here for a year actually she's very special it was like this um, mentorship in a way she would always make the right questions and i love when people do that it's just like ha ah, but then have you thought of and mm -hmm. suddenly a door opens yeah. to your own mind yeah <laughs> so i have a song from her uh, which is called levitation
went to a techno club before everything shut down. Yep. I don't remember the name, but... Uh, it's Vedaf. Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> 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 but it's a very cool one, actually. Mm-hmm. I think it's like very like close to the central station. It was really cool. Were you a clubber before all this stuff happened? I actually never went to clubs in Denmark. Uh, in Portugal, I, not clubs, clubs. I would go for a, a lot of electronic stuff. More like very smoky basements. <laughs> <laughs> so clubs per se is not my um, forte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. I just rhymed. <laughs> But I really dig electronics and Mm -hmm. I think that I I really want to go clubbing here. I'm curious to know how Denmark influenced your your own music and your artistry. These are some existential questions. So much, so much changed. So let's say I I came here as a saxophone player Uh only. And then he started playing double bass. (laughs) First semester, Danny is a double bass player. (laughs) Yeah, the first two months I'm a double bass player. The third and fourth month, I'm uh, able to nerd, and then I realize, okay, where are you going with this? <laughs> so I kind of have to to go back to the saxophone and find mm-hmm. um, a place where I could do everything. So now I would say that uh, it definitely changed a lot. I don't feel any more like just an instrumentist, uh, which I felt before. And I feel like I'm more of a composer now uh, and I'm not restricting my compositions. So it can be like compositions for acoustic instruments or could also be like a composition for an electronic uh, instrument. And it's very spread right now. But that's uh, also where I want it to be. But is that the influence of the school or the environment or what would you contribute it to? I would say school, but, but more like the people in school because there is so much different music happening you feel like at least i felt like i, I wanted a little bit of everything it's very cool that you can broaden your horizon here and still keep your core in your artistry <laughs> it's fading <laughs> away you... I, f- I think it's fading away uh you mean like the saxophone uh, not the saxophone, but like the jazz saxophone. Um, oh, there's so much more out there, man. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. the dark side. Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's yeah. Maybe it's not, but uh, but at least I I haven't been doing that much of it right mm. now. But hey, you can always go back. <laughs> <laughs> if you betray jazz, but do you? No, no. Are you lost forever? <laughs> Maybe. It's a yeah, I can, but but. I kind of lost contact a little bit, or I'm losing it as time goes by with the jazz scene. At least in Portugal, yeah, I don't, I didn't really have time to meet it. In Portugal, I'm slowly losing contact. When I go back, I fight for it. Again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I don't feel like I will be fighting for the jazz scene when no. I go back. <laughs> Why is the fight is the the fight scene <laughs> <laughs> the jazz scene in the Portugal not worth fighting for? No, it's totally uh, if you want to be in it. I like that. Yeah. No, I can fight for it. I feel like it deserves it. In yeah. in, in that ca- in that sense, I can fight for it, mm-hmm. but not to be in it. Mm-hmm. How did um, this country and this school? Being Denmark and RMC influence uh, <laughs> <laughs> influence your music. Well, I think that in general coming here was very... just enabled a lot of experiences. Actually, when I, when I came here was the first time that I started producing completely by myself or doing mm-hmm. things alone because I was always working with more musicians. Very empowering mm-hmm. also in a way. 
And it was very scary. In the beginning, I was just like, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm going. I was freaking out. I thought that maybe I should just keep doing things uh, and just have projects back and forth with people mm-hmm. that I work with. Then I was just like, okay, I'm just going to try and make this by myself. I don't know. <laughs> and then it was like, nice. I dig this. This is cool. I can do whatever I want. Even if I don't know, I can learn. That's great. <laughs> Danish and confused. Club music. What should come next? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this uh, this band, uh, this band is um, not Danish. It's Norwegian. I don't know. I this is actually funny because most Scandinavian bands I found during my time here are Norwegian. Uh, this one. My story with it was, uh, I think it was like a year ago or more, a fellow student, a she, suggested me... <laughs> a she. A she, a she suggested. Uh, suggested me this band. She thought it would be good for me to listen. It's called Yaga Yazist. So I started to dig them. I, I started to dig them and they just released a new album. I think it was half a year ago. Uh, it know. was released through Brain Feeder. And it's like... A a massive band. I think they are maybe like 10. Yeah. I'm not sure. And they, they are very analogish with what they do, even though it sounds digital. It's actually just a lot of synthesizers and a lot of, I guess, many years playing together. So this track is called Apex. Apex. I was actually checking what Apex means. I, I cannot remember. This is it's something cool. I think it's like the epi, like the pinnacle of something, of experience. Oh, you deep sure. Portuguese people. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. It's okay. so true. <laughs> Thank you. 
So yeah, now we know what apex means. <laughs> um, tell, go ahead then, tell <laughs> us. <laughs> so the apex can be seen as the highest accomplishment of a climax. Great. Yeah. I'm gonna ask a question that I ask all my guests near the end. And this is the part where you may get sentimental if you want to. What defines home for you? Oh my god, here comes my existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> you can start. <laughs> I find home in people more than in places. I have like persons or friends that I know that they will be always my own. Uh, for a physical place, I'm still looking for my own right now. But what about you? Yeah, I guess I always, I also find it a lot more in people, mm. but I also find it in places. I I feel like I'm very attached to places, to spaces. I really like spaces. What's the difference between spaces and places? I don't know. I feel like I see walls in spaces and I don't see walls mm. in places. Maybe I'm oh. wrong. <laughs> okay. No, but it can be personal. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like I have a home like here in Copenhagen. I feel like I'm very lucky for that. And I was very scared that I, w that I wouldn't be able to find it. Because when I left from Lisbon, I had that there. I had a mm -hmm. very special home, uh, meaning place and people as well. The idea of letting that behind was very scary. But but I found a different kind of a place also here. And it's a beautiful one. Made by the people, not by the place. Yeah, and f for me, home is really about people. and. Mm -hmm. Bringing people together, making food, talking for very long hours. Speaking of food, what's a, a typical Portuguese food or dish? Great. It's just great. <laughs> it's just great, okay. What's typically Portuguese? Great, great food. Great food. <laughs> great sweets, great food. Sweet. It's strange yeah. because mm. now we don't eat them, like the typical dishes anymore. But what are they? I would say there's 200 ways of cooking codfish. <laughs> wow. So codfish is a thing. And in the coastline of the country, fish and seafood mm -hmm. are also a very strong thing. Just grilled fish. There's a lot of meat as well, especially in the interior. Fat meat. Don't But tell the vegans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, right well, now yeah. we don't really <laughs> enjoy them. But there's also great desserts. Like, yeah, everything is eggs. <laughs> so also veganism mm. yeah but it's actually pretty funny because most of the um, desserts like the traditional ones they have egg yolks like crazy lot of egg yolks and when you do these cakes and you just think like why is there 15 egg yolks in this thing and how like what would they do with the egg whites like how the <laughs> hell and then you realize that this is These desserts were in sort of invented at the mm. places where nuns live. I don't remember. <laughs> the places where what? Nuns. And nuns. Yeah, I don't remember the, the name for this uh, word. Like Convents? Is this a English no. word? Probably Monastery? not. Monastery? No, that's But for nuns. Mas yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Churches. Yeah, it's like this place where the nuns live, right? And the nuns were making all these cakes and... Aha. Uh -huh. uh -huh, this is the haha -ha <laughs> moment. They were using <laughs> the egg whites to iron the clothes. What? But it's because it would make them, like also the priests' things and their own gowns, it would make them sort of stiff, which is disgusting, but yeah. it's at that time, it's how they did it. <laughs> All right, strange. 
times. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Well, so now you know. But there's great cakes coming out of that <laughs> from the leftovers <laughs> of this madness. So, uh, nuns eat, eat a lot of cake. I guess so. <laughs> Danish and confused. The next or my song uh, is from uh, this uh, association, jazz association from uh, Porto, and uh, they kind of created their own scene from scratch. It started as a band and then it grows so much that now it's an association that has its own band but also like a venue and they have a label and they are like promoting a lot what's happening in Porto, uh, in the jazz scene in Porto. And the first album is called Aljamia. The guy who wrote it was actually my one of my first teachers. So there's a lot of uh, emotion, yeah. yeah, blah blah blah, uh, to it and uh, it's, a, it's a really nice album and uh, it kind of shows i think a little bit of the musical environment in the mediterranean uh, world so they are called uh, Cureto, uh, and then uh, the name of the association is portajas the song is called calendari calendari
Okay, we're heading for the final song of this episode. Yes, so she is called Nidia. Nidia. And she is really cool. Mm -hmm. She belongs to this label called Princip Diskus. Belongs to it. No. <laughs> they belong. <laughs> they have a no. sculpture She's, of her uh, in the main building. It's just because sometimes I make direct translations to Portuguese okay. and I realize that I don't make them. <laughs> the best ones, the best choices. <laughs> uh, but she is in this label called okay. Principe Discus. Mm -hmm. That was, I think, started by Niga Fox and Mar Fox, which are two VJs as well. And they are from the outskirts of Lisbon. And they just started doing like crazy ass parties in <laughs> this <laughs> club in Lisbon. They mm -hmm. do very cool beats inspired also from like uh, Kuduru and stuff like that which are rhythms from different places in Africa uh, also Kizomba that come from like Mozambique and also Angola and, and stuff like that What's the track called? It is Capacidades which means capacities or Capabilities Capabilities saying goodbye yes um thank you very much for being my guests i hope you had a, a wonderful time um thank you for the lovely music and if you have one message to shout to the world or my small belgian audience <laughs> then, uh, now's the time any last words no i mean thank you for uh, uh, putting me face to face with susanna <laughs> Oh my gosh! You're welcome. Uh, it's always uh, very um, interesting to see. <laughs> Do you mean? Yeah, okay. just, uh, I feel like we should cut yeah. here. <laughs> it starts to go off track. Thank you very much. And uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. Okay, maybe just don't use this part. Oh, I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> oh my god. Danish and confused. <laughs>